0: Welcome to the You Along podcast show. This is your host, Danny. Coming to you with a new uplifting message. But actually, I got something I'm going to be doing new for the first time in this podcast. I'm going to be doing a series on the life of Moses. Uh, Holy Spirit speaking to me. So what I'm going to do, I don't uh, know how many episodes it would be, but this is going to be episode one part of the series uh, talking about Moses. And the title of this series is going to be I started out great, but now I'm forgotten. I started out great, and now I'm forgotten. And this is a message for those who started out strong. They was in first place in the race. It seemed like everything was going their way. They had the perfect school, the perfect job, like they was going to be successful and succeed on everything that they touch, but something happened. Something changed that, and now they are they're in the desert. The desert is not a physical place, but it's a place of the mentality and the mindset. And what this means is that you had things going your way. But life brought about a change. And we're gonna discover some exciting things about Moses and through his life and what God was gonna do with him. Because everything about him was miraculously. How he was birthed, how he was hidden. And you can't go wrong with serving the Lord. So we're gonna be looking at Moses' life this series, I, you know, God hadn't told me to say it's going to be five or six. It may only be two, maybe three, maybe four. It might even be longer than that. Because we can talk about Moses for a lifetime if we had to. But God said in this season, in this day, today, we're going to discover Moses and, and discover just what God was doing with him and what he was going to do through him. But to get to the point for him to be Moses and this God that God speaks face to face, he has to be developed. He has to grow, he has to mature. He has to know what hardship is. He even has to know what it is to work. He has to know what it is to tend to animals. He has to know all these things. And I want you and I'm, I'm going to share some with you because I want you to understand this. If you, when you see Moses, I want you to think about David because within this thing that we're going to find out about moses that you know he was in a pharaoh's house but then in his in his father-in-law house he was a shepherd tending to the flock just like david did see don't think when you are in a place where it is not considered to be highly thought of don't think that god don't have greatness for you so wherever you're at I'm talking about you might be working, you might think working in a convenience store might not be where you want to be at. Don't despise where you're at. Don't despise it. Because God can do something great in your life, regardless of where you're at. Remember, it's not about education. It's about God and his desires for you. As you know, we talk about the disciples. God chose 12 unlearned men to use them to confound the world and do great things. So... Don't have a limited thinking about where you're at. Because God can raise you up from whatever circumstances that you are in. And I want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And that you're not alone. That you're not alone. Don't let the enemy uh, put in your spirit that you're alone and you're defeated. You won't rise above your circumstances. Because through suffering... It brings intimacy. It brings closeness with God. I guarantee you, you'll be more hungry for God when you're going through than when you're sitting on top of the mountain. But the mountain is when you should be more careful because once you're on top of the mountain or you think that you are right to where you should be at, remember, you're never going to arrive where you think you should be at because we live in a fallen world. Always depend upon God. Don't ever think that you got to a point in your life where you can just rest without God without god there's no success you can't succeed so i want to tell you that i want to encourage you i don't know what you're going through i don't know what your struggles are but i want you to know that you're not alone whether it's on your heart and mind it's on god's heart and mind i want you to know that you can trust him you can believe in him and i want to tell you i love you and i'm going to tell you again if you've been listening to the podcast if you haven't been listening to the podcast this is your first time I'm on a 30 day challenge. Read Matthew chapter six, verses 19 to 34 about seeking the kingdom of God. And what I found out is that I had to put God first. The whole thing to receive from the kingdom, God has to be priority in your life. In other words, do you want him? And do you want him? If you want him, then you understand that he has to have first place in your life. And if he doesn't, today change. In other words, say, hey God, today I repent I'm going to give you first place in my life. I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm not going to just do my own thing no more. I'm going to see what you say. Uh, and how do you find out what God says? Just very simple, just start reading the Bible. And if you don't have a church home, you know, I'm talking about uh, finding your church home in your city or you're talking about where you're at. In other words, uh, I know right now, a lot of places you might to meet in place, but guess what? There's a lot of services that's meeting online. There's, you know, there's a television. I'm talking about also, ask ask your friend. I'm talking about also, I want to tell people who do go to church that are open and they're having services, invite someone. Say, hey, you know, especially if you know they're not going to church, say, you know, hey, what you doing this Sunday? What you doing? What you doing, John? Come on, let's go to church. Let's go hang out. Let's have fellowship. And you never know. That could be the day that God speaks into their lives and change their whole Way of living. So I don't know what you need today, but I want you to know whatever's on your heart, man, and mind's, in God's in God's heart, man. So, before we get into the, the message about the life of Moses, like I said, this is going to be a series. So from now on, you know, until God says the series is over, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna manif- man- manifest and stay into the word of, about Moses and what God did to Moses because I think from what I'm feeling in my spirit, that God wants some of us to come out of the wilderness. He wants to take us into the promise. Moses represent taking you out of slavery, taking you out of bondage, taking to you to the promise of God where you're no longer uh, living defeated, but you're living in the, the good that God has for you. So I think this is the purpose of that. And so I wanna help you get there because guess what, we're all trying to get there. We're trying to get to the promise of God. And, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, what our prayers, we'll see it happen. But also, I want to let you know, too, if you have any prayer requests, please send them in so that I can pray with you and pray over it and see what God does for you so we can have a testimony. Always remember that we win by the blood of the Lamb and our, our testimonies. Our testimonies is what encourage people because people can read the Bible. That's fine and well, but they need to see what God is doing in their world and their lives right now. So if you are discouraged and you're feeling alone, you're not alone, whether it's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. Now let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, I just give you glory for today. I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, Father, for insight. I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for your Son at the cross. I thank you, Father, that today we're going to draw closer to you. We're going to discover you in your word and how you defend those that trust in you, how you provide for those, even when they don't feel that you're providing for them. And right now, Father, I pray for anybody that's dealing with depression, anybody dealing with suicide, who want to take their lives because they feel they can't go on. I want to tell you right now that I love you. Those who are trying or thinking about committing suicide, that Danny loves you, Danny cares about you. And just write to me so I can uh, pray with you and, and, and build a relationship so that you won't Uh, feel alone. In other words, I want you to listen to what God has for you. Father, I pray for those who are in the hospital. I pray for those who are incarcerated, Father, who just need to hear a word from you, Father. And I pray, Father, that you heal people. And when people come out of prisons, Father, you know, that you give them a new way of life and have them trust you. But also, Father, I pray that you give people to have love and compassion for them and give them second opportunities. Let them depend upon you and no longer on themselves. I just thank you in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> and Like I said, we're going to be talking about the life of Moses. This is going to be a series. This is not going to be just uh, me saying about Moses today. I'm going to, we're, going to, we're going to stay here because God wants us to stay here because God wants to get us somewhere. He want to get us out of slavery of our mind and bondage that we are in. And so we're gonna look at chapter one in the book of Exodus. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It doesn't matter different what translation that you have that you follow, that's perfectly fine. I just want you to know that God's word doesn't change. He's the same yesterday as he is today. And let's get started. We're gonna look at what God, God had a plan. Remember these people right now in Exodus chapter one, they're in slavery they they been beat down they've been looking for god for like 400 years they heard what he did with abraham isaac and jacob but now they in this place where you know they ain't hearing from god you know they ain't seeing god they not looking like the favorite kids on the earth they looking looking bad and that's what i mean don't be discouraged where you're at because that can change Back can change. Remember the title of the message. Started out great. Started out great. And now forgotten. Because things are gonna happen to him. Is it gonna be really good and when we start out. Then it's gonna, along the way, there's gonna be some bumps in the road. There's gonna be some potholes And they just numbered hiccups, really. Now there, now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man in his household came. There was Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher. All those who were descendants of Jacob were seventy. In other words, when they went down to Egypt to live with Joseph, there was only 70 people. And just think, like I said, they started out, started out great, now forget. So when they go down to Egypt, remember, Joseph is the governor of all of Egypt. He's second in charge. He has the pharaoh's love upon him. In other words, anything he says he can do. The only time he couldn't do anything if the Pharaoh told him it couldn't be done. So his family arise in greatness. They're given good land to live on because of Joseph. But in the process of time, it changes. It goes a different direction. You know, and so and what happens and the reason, the reason why is because God is, he's getting ready to build a nation. He's getting ready to build his family, to go out to change the whole world's mindset, to let the people know that, that he's the only true God, the one true God, but to get there, this 70s are gonna have to grow. They're going have to go through some things they're gonna to have to be developed. They're gonna to have to know what it is to pray. They got to, to know what it is to be in want. You have to be able to rely on God when you have nowhere else to go. So I want you to know that. You have to rely on God when you have nowhere else to go. Understand this. God should be your first defense. You shouldn't have a, a B plan with God. You should only have an A plan. And A plan means that. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to let you take care of me. I'm going to let you protect me because you're my God. I don't care what the the envelope I just opened said. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to believe in you. And I'm going to talk to you about my circumstances. So now as we go a little bit further, we're still in Exodus chapter one. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. So you're not alone. God loves you, I love you. Like I said, send in your prayer requests. Take the 38 challenge, read Matthew chapter six, verses 19 to 34, meditate on it. that it become such a positive thing. So like when you do get that letter and when you do get that notice of disconnection, when you do get that uh, notice that, you know, they might be cutting back on the job know that you can go to your god because you've been putting them in first because he said all this stuff everybody else worried about but we don't have to worry about that because he knows what he wants to do for us and what he his his hopes is to give us so now we're going to go to verse five all those who were descendants of jacob were seventy person for joseph was in egypt already and joseph died and all his brothers and all that generation but the children of Israel was fruitful they increased and abundantly multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them <coughs> because God, I, I, God was on them in this land like I said Joseph is gone his brothers are gone that generation that's path they had the favor with the Pharaoh but now the Egyptians are beginning to look at these people saying ooh they really growing and I'm talking about jealousy jealousy comes in, jealousy plays a role in all every, everything in this. In other words, it's about I can't let you get mass because they see something that When you don't see God in yourself, don't mean that the next person doesn't see God in you. So understand that. Just because you don't see God in your life, don't mean that someone else doesn't see God in your life. Joseph, when he's in Egypt, He's a slave, but Potiphar knows he's blessed because this slave came into his house and his whole household changed. Everything he had began to multiply. And it wasn't the fact that he did anything. He knew it was Joseph, because you know why? Joseph had a testimony. Joseph wasn't afraid to say where he came from. He wasn't afraid to say what he believed in. So don't you be afraid to testify to someone about your faith in God. If they laugh, they laugh, oh well. I'm telling you, but you know that God is real and God is doing some great things in your life. And that God is moving in your life. That God loves you so much that he's doing things, guess what, somebody else might not see it, but you know it's God. And don't, don't let no one ever chase you away from following your God because at the end of the day, You know that he's real. If you know he's real, stand on it. Now we're going to look at verse 7 again. But the children of Israel were fruitful, increasingly abundantly, and multiplied, and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. You know what? The sign of God in those days was to, to multiply. Remember like this. Uh, God gave a command to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. The command is that, for that to happen, but it's happening because God loves them and God is loving on them. And, you know, uh, they weren't a barren country. Remember, there was only 70 people, so when they went down there and their generation passed, at that generation passed, you know, they began to grow and multiply. And, And this is what it says. See, sometimes when Things changes, you have to be prepared for the change. You have to be able to embrace the change because it's gonna be a shift in Egypt. And a shift is going to take the children of Israel <coughs> to a different place in their life. It's gonna it's gonna make the enjoyment that Joseph and his brothers had disappear. And they're gonna have to learn something about Jacob isaac abraham they had to find out why these guys were men of faith because now their faith is about to be tried and tested because they are growing in such a number that they are being watched and check this out i want you I want you to get this when you are rising the people around you know that you're rising even if you don't know that you're rising remember like this watch out for the people who try to attach on you when you're going up Don't mean that, you know, you're going to find someone that's going to be right. But be careful of the people that are surrounding you when they see you succeeding because they might not have the the mission or the motive to truly be there for you. They only can be there because of what they see, what they see, what God is getting ready to do for you. And they want it. They want a part of it. I'm just, you know, just briefly, I'm going to talk about the situation between Abraham and Lot. You know, when God told Abraham to get out of his father's house, but you know what he did? It says he took his brother's son with him. And then guess what happened? Because the anointing is on Abraham, but whoever surrounded you, it falls on them as well. So it fell on Lot, Lot was being blessed. His, his flocks and herds was growing just like Abraham. But then what came one day because God really wanted Abraham just to trust Him and walk with Him, so I want you to understand that. You know, when you see that them splitting, it's because God wanted to deal with Abraham. He wanted to deal with him. In other words, when in fact God didn't love Lot, God loved Lot. You understand know But it was time for a separation. But there had to be something to come along to bring the division. And what brought the division was that they had multiplied. They became such. Both of them became so big that they, you know, that they hurried men would start quarreling among one another. Now, this is what I want you to know about the man of God, Abraham. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God hasn't forgotten about you. He'll never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will guide you. He will direct your affairs. Now, God has already told Abraham wherever he his placed his foot stand in would be his. Now, this is what what an honorable person does. Abraham such an honorable man of God. This is what he does. He said, Lot, you know, we got this thing going on. It's a beef with my guys, it's a beef with your guys. And so we got to split up because we just can't dwell together because it's it's, it's no space. And so he said, now you choose where you want to go. And you know what Lot did, right? Lot looked and saw, See, sometimes, don't let your vision be clouded by the glitz and glamour that you see. See, now Lot saw the glitz and glamour in Sodom and Gomorrah. So when Abram let him make the decision, he chose to go where the lights and glitter was at. And so he thought his best place was over here at the party, where it looks like everything was going on. Little did he know that and I want you to understand this. Sin may start out fun, but sin has a, a consequence, has a penalty that goes along with it. Yeah, you might have some enjoyment in it, but the end is going to be destruction. And the Bible says sin, sin is, is, is death to you at the end of the day, so I want you to know that too. And I also want you to know the title of this message is again is what? Started out great, now forgotten. This is a series. This is just not just... So we're going to be talking about Moses. We're going to be talking about all these wonderful things that God was going to do in Moses' life. But we also, we have to find out how to, how did Moses get here? And let's look a little further. Now there arose, and this is verse 8. Now there arose a new king in Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, look, these people, the children of Israel, are more mighty than we come. Let us deal strutely with them. See, see what the enemy said. Oh man, see the enemy. The enemy see you when you don't see the enemy. See the enemy saying, "Hey, look over there, man. Tom getting big, man. He going he gonna, he gonna knock us out the box." But Tom don't know it yet. But let's deal with him strutely. In other words, let's be cunning and crafty. Let's hit him before he hits us, cause he don't know he's he don't, he don't know he's a giant. All you sleeping giants understand somebody sees your potential somebody knows your potential whether you know it or not somebody sees the elevation that God has for you Watch out for those you let it be attached to you Did you hear me watch out for those you let get attached to you because you need to always Surround yourself with wise counselors and people who believe in God and know that God is real and that's gonna share that with you. Who's not gonna be envious of you? In other words, you know, and the Bible says we shouldn't envy anything. The Bible says we should rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So just be careful of the people that you associate yourself with because they can smile in your face and sometimes then stab you in the back. Let's go a little further. At least, this, at least they multiply and it happened in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us. See, the king was saying they was getting so big that instead of him trying to make allegiance with them, he said they might join our enemy. In other words, because he knew that they weren't Egyptians, so he understood that they might not have the same allegiance to him and to the people and they might turn on them. See, He's thinking ahead. Now, this is, you know, like I want to tell you, people in upper leadership, they think ahead. They don't, you know, like they're visionaries. In other words, uh, they're thinking what's the company's going to be like 20, 25 years from now. What's going to happen? What's going to be the uh, climate? In other words, they they're trying to see where we're going. at, in other words, so understand that in the upper, up echelon, that's what goes on. Let's be visionaries. Let's 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 plan ahead. And so the king is planning here. The pharaoh is planning here. He's planning here because he figured that one day these people might end up opposing us. And so we got to know what to do with them before they get to that point, before they realize that they are stronger than we are. And so this is what happened. So the, the, the bondage, you know, let me tell you something. Bondage just doesn't. It's, it's, I'm not just talking about slavery. Bondage can be drug addiction. It could be pornography. It could be whatever you know it can be a bondage. slavery is bondage in other words anything that's keeping you from being hitting your destiny mark or slowing you down from being what God wants you to be at that's a bondage area that you have to, those shackles that you have to break you got to break them shackles don't let them shackles come on you don't let them shackles come on you and so we're going to look to, we're, going to, we're going to look again at what he was saying let us deal truly with them, lest they multiply, and it happen in the event of war that they also join our enemies in the fight against us. And so, go up out of the land. Therefore, then set taskmakers over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they build for the pharaohs and supply cities. So what he did was he came up with this and this concoction in this hard man that I'm gonna put them to work. I'm gonna keep them busy. See what what enemy what the enemy does too? I want you to understand this because I want you to see the spiritual side of this. The enemy keeps you so busy from seeing God' word that you don't see God' word. Because guess what? You're you're busy. So now guess what they're doing? They working nine days. Taskmaster. In other words, these people are going to taskmaster is not going to be the guy that's going to say, "Oh, take your lunch break." Taskmaster going. His job is to inflict hardship and pain on you. He's trying to break your spirit. So I don't know who's trying to break your spirit, what's trying to break your spirit today. But I want you to know that God loves you. Whatever's on your heart matters on God's side. and Remember the title of the message. Started out great, now forgot. And we're talking about the life of Moses. We're talking about how this Moses uh, rises up and do all these great things for God. Cause you gotta understand, you know, the first five books I contribute to Moses, you know. Uh, and and there's some that believe that he wrote the book of Job as well. So I want you to know that. That you need to know these things. That this man, you know, he's gonna be the man who talks to God face to face. You know, and, and God spoke to him, and said, Hey, call him by name. Hey, Moses here I want to talk to you, man. I gotta tell you some things. You know, there's two people in the Bible that I think about when it comes to writing in the Bible. It's uh, Moses and Paul. And see, we know that Paul says that he received special revelation from God himself. We know that Moses talked to God, but we see that in the New Testament, that Paul writes two thirds of the New Testament. We see that the books that uh, Moses wrote, in other words. And so, we know Moses saw God face to face. God called him out from everybody. Could you imagine? Just think about that. I just want to share this with you for a minute. Could you think about that God loves you, and he says to you, Hey, Michael, come over here. I want to talk to you. I just think everybody here is this whole shoot. God talking to you know, One of the things that we have found out when you study the life of Moses, it says that when Moses went out to meet God, that the people, they they were scared. It was only one person who would follow closely behind Moses, this was Joshua. But the people stood by their tent and looked as Moses was walking to talk to God. Remember like this, God's not a respected person. God would have the same conversation with them if they was willing to come. So when you hear the voice of God, be willing to take a step. Joshua Joshua did. Joshua said, man, I gotta see what God gotta say to him. And so this is why I want you to understand and the reason why Joshua's doing it because God was preparing Joshua because he was gonna be the one, often one, to take them into the promise. So when you hear God's voice, don't just peek out the tent, take a step towards him. I just want you to know that. Started out great, now I'm forgotten. Started out great, now I'm forgotten. Whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. He loves you, he cares for you. He's willing to, to fight for you. He wants to love on you. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly all that he can do for you. I just want you just to know that God loves you, that he cares about you today, and you're not alone. Because I love you. And we're going we to just think. But I said this is a series, so we're going to talk about Moses for for, for a minute. Because I want you to see what God is going to do in Moses' life. But we also, we, we found out what happened, how they became slaves in Egypt. There was only 70 when they went down. The... The new Pharaoh saw them multiplying and growing. He got jealous, he decided to deal with them truly. Now we see that he has a a vision, he has a plan. Remember like this, upper echelon thinks towards the future. He wasn't just thinking about now, he said that, hey, they might grow and join our enemies and come against us. So understand, when you don't see yourself, when you have pity on yourself, when you think that you are forgotten, the enemy wants you to feel it in your heart. He wants you to feel, you just, it just ain't gonna happen for me. I'm just unworthy of this. This thing just can't happen for me. I can't see it happening. I don't know how it's gonna happen. The devil is a lie. Trust in God. Put God first. Remember, follow the challenge. Matthew chapter six, verses 19 to 34. See what God does in the midst of your circumstances because God loves you. He's a God of love and compassion. We talked about that in the last podcast. I told you I was driving my daughter home and her friend Corey was on the phone and we were just laughing. And then when I dropped my daughter off at her house, Holy Spirit said, hey, they think I don't love them. Tell them about me. And so I was, I was hit with a charge to come back and hey, let me know, let you know God loves you. So, but we're gonna see what God is gonna do with Moses because now, like I said, that uh, started out great Now forgotten, forgot. And so as we go on, in verse 11, he says, Therefore they set up taskmasters over, over them to afflict them with the burden, and they built the Pharaoh's supply cities from Pittman to Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Did you hear that? you are going to win it said the more that they inflicted them they thought they was going to shut it down but let me tell you something in adversity and suffering it comes intimacy we grow closer and so what was happening was at the hard day husband and wife come home they both crying out about how they feel but in the midst of the night they get to cuddle and embrace and love one another through their pain and hardship. And God rewards them because God is building a nation. It's not that God trying to make make the, the Pharaoh have more slaves. God is doing something. He's letting you know in the midst of your affliction, what you're going through, that you can multiply in that circumstance. And you have to know that. If you don't know that, then you won't never see that. So this is what God is doing, he's using their affliction, he's using their pain to make them be fruitful and multiply. This is a command in the book of Genesis and we've seen it happen. But it's not happening because they, uh, sitting at uh, the favorite restaurant on the favorite night of the town, they just got through working all day, beat down, pushed around. But when they get alone, this is what I want you to know too, when you, when you get along with God, Cry out to him. Talk to him. Say, God, I need you. God, I need you. Help me, God. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to come in. He's going to come in. He's going to aid you. In other words, I don't know what you stand in need of. Only you know. I just want you to believe in God that he'll do it for you. When you see no way out, when you see no way out, So, you know, like I said, you know, we just get into the the, the, just the beginning part of this. In other words, and we're going to deal with Moses. We're going to deal with all that, you know. And so I just want you to understand that God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And then let's go ahead on. We saw that there was multiplying and growing and they were in dread of the children of Israel. Let me tell you something. The enemy is more afraid of you than you are afraid of the enemy. Just think, they got them slaves, they got them beat down, but they said the dread. Oh, damn, this joke won't stop. We're doing everything to stop him, but he's steady coming. Just keep on coming in faith with God. Don't stop. And so, we know that You have to make a decision and you have to trust God. And you have to know that God is there. And sometimes, guess what? I'm gonna tell you this, this is for all the guys who feel be macho and tough and stuff like that, you know, uh, who feel like they, you know, I'm a man. Let me tell you something. In the Bible or just in life, some of the greatest heroes are women because I'm gonna touch on some things so you'll know. So if you're a woman and you feel that you are not, you're insignificant, understand this. Women are great in the the Bible. Women are great because guess what? You are the nurturers. You're the one who built the house. The word of God says that the good wife builds a house, but the foolish one plucks it down and destroys it. In other words, but a real wife builds her house up. She takes care of the home. She takes care of things. So I want you to know that too. So don't, you know, don't uh don't downplay yourself, sister. Cause God has a purpose, destiny, and plan for you. God can use anything that He wanna use. And one day we're gonna talk about this donkey who talked. <laughs> this is this is factual, this is in the Bible. Okay, and so they got so scared of these boys. Now, you know. Now I'm gonna hit you with something. We're gonna see abortion coming to the world. Hear what I said? In Exodus chapter one, we're gonna see abortion coming into the world because the Pharaoh Egypt has another plan to destroy life. The Bible says be fruitful and multiply, but the Pharaoh has a plan to destroy life. You got to see it, so I got I to gotta share it with you. Started out great, now I forgot. Then we go on and we read this. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, and mortars, and brick, and all manners of service in the field. All this service which they, which, which they made them they serve with rigor. In other words, they put it on these boys. They wasn't giving them a break. They were just dogging them out. Because you know what they're doing? They're trying to stop from multiplying. They're trying to stop God's. See, I want understand what's going on. The Pharaoh represents the, the darkness of evil. God is like, this is the devil opposing God. This is what this is really about. I got to stop God's plan. Remember like this, the devil's out to stop God's plans for you. Let me me tell you this too, so if you don't know. Whenever the devil is attacking you, he's attacking you, just not you. He's trying to attack your children, your grandchildren. He's trying to attack all those who are in your life. He's trying to bring them down that's attached to you. Understand this. Don't ever think it's just about you. The picture's bigger than you. Realize that. And so this is what happened. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives who named one was shepherd and the name of the other was poor. He said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birthstool, if it's a son, then you should kill them. But if it's a daughter, then she shall live. I'm talking about this is some crazy sick stuff. This is a, this is, this is, this man saying, kill these kids, he's trying to abort all the male children, but he wants the women. Why do he want the women? For sexual pleasures and things like this. But what he felt realized that his plan ain't gonna work. But also I'm gonna show you just how these two wives was. These women were soldiers in the army of the Lord. They were soldiers in the army of the Lord. I want all you women to know. Don't ever look at yourself as something that's not important in the eyes of God, but the Midwives fear God. You know, you know, they say, "Hey, man, forget this pharaoh, man." I'm telling you, just think the pharaoh's is powerful, powerful, man. In other words, he's running the nation. He's telling you, "Hey, whenever you see them have a son, kill them, abort them." That's abortion coming into the earth by this king. Because, but let the women live. That's because of the spirit of selfishness, and that he's saying that. I want you to know that. They feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them. And you know why? Because God had a plan, not just for Moses, even for the babies that were born through that. Even in their slavery, they had a purpose. You're never on earth without a purpose. You're not just here. You're here for a purpose and a reason. And so if you feel like you're not here, I'm just telling you, you know, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you are here for a purpose and a reason. Don't let the devil confusion with that. Let's go on and we're gonna see. And they did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwife said to the Pharaoh, because the, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwife comes to them. In other words, they said, hey, these women are tough. See what he felt realized that bondage and stuff that he was putting on them, they like, uh, I'm waiting for my baby to come. Ain't nobody going to do nothing to my baby. That's what a good mother does. A good mother protects a, protects a child. And this is what they were, this is what they were saying. Uh, but they weren't afraid of the Pharaoh. These women weren't afraid. They, didn't, they weren't killing nobody. They weren't aborting nothing. Because they believed and feared God. Put your trust in God. And see what God did with your enemy. Now, remember, this is the Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And And, and, this, is, and, and this is what it says, you know. And the midwives said to the Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and grew very much. And so it was because of the midwives feared God, he provided households for them. So the, the Pharaoh commanded all his people saying, every son who is born, or you should be cast into the river and every daughter you shall save her life. It's perverted, it's perverted stuff going on here. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna tell you so you'll know that. And you know, like this, he knows that the, the male represents the promise. And this is what, what just, just understand like this. The enemy knows that there's a promise with that male. He know that there's something that that male is destined to do. And let me tell you, women and, and men, men are supposed to be worshipers of God. Men should be leading worship in their homes, in their personal life, whether married or single. Men should be worshiping God. And if you're not worshiping God, and, you, and if you're a man and you're not in the right place with God, get yourself in line, get yourself in order, and be in the right place with God. Because you're commanded to worship and praise God. You are commanded to worship and praise God, and so because these men, wives stood by God, do you think God ain't faithful? Did you you hear what I said? They fear God. and What of God? He provided houses for household for them. God provided for them. God didn't let the enemy uh, do anything to them. He didn't let the devil do nothing to them. do the Pharaoh can't do nothing to no one unless God gives it to him. So I want you to understand that. And I'm just going to go on a little bit further for a few minutes because I just want to talk we can just going to get into the birth part of Moses, and then we're going to cut it off. Then we're going to come back, then we're going to get into a little bit more about Moses because, you know, this is something that you just can't talk about just in, in the 40, 40, 35 minutes or 38 minutes. This is something that, as God says, is a series. And this is chapter 2, New King James Version. And the man of the house of Levi went and took a wife, a daughter, of Levi, So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was beautiful, child, she hid him three months. See that three? Father, son, Holy Ghost, Trinity, I want you to see. Numbers are very important, so I want you to understand that, you know. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark, a bulrush for him and dabbed it with asphalt and pitched and put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river banks. And his sister stood afar to know what would be done to him. Now I want you to understand. Now we know that there's this ark that Noah built. We know about the ark of the cover that Moses is getting ready to build. But now we see that God makes an ark He makes an ark for Moses because Moses has a destiny, has a plan to be fulfilled. And I I, I want you to understand this too. Uh, I I have read somewhere and I can't think of the book title, but it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago I read this. And this is a known fact. There was an executive from Standard Oil because he read about how they made this ark for Moses. He believed that there was oil in Egypt and you know what he did? He found oil in Egypt. See, I'm talking about, see sometimes there's hidden treasures in the Bible, which you don't even see. That because he read how they built the ark of protection and what she, what she used to do it, he said there had to be oil in Egypt. Only God could have revealed that to him and it, and it, and it manifested the war oil in e- Egypt. And so, but check this out. This is what I mean about the title, started out great. Now I forgot, because now God is getting ready to do something that's even ridiculous to think about. The mother no longer can keep her child. She has to send him away. She to don't, don't know if he's going to make it or not. The sister's running down the riverbank, looking to see what's going to happen to her brother. Three-month baby, just crying. Then it says this in verse 5, Then the daughter of the Pharaoh came down and took a bath in the river and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maidens to get it. And when she opened it, she saw a child. Behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him. This is one of the Hebrew children. Then his sister said to the Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go? It says, then his sister said, remember like this sister running down, she's looking down the river. But understand this, God is orchestrating. God is getting, like I said, God has a purpose of plan for your life. If you don't see it, I want you to see it. They said that it was his sister. Then his sister said to the Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you? For the Hebrew woman that she might nurse the child for you? And the Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. The the Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take the child away, nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew, she brought him to the Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called him Moses saying, because I drew him out of the waters. Now, check this out. I want you to see that Moses grew up in his house, so Moses knows he's a Hebrew, even though he's going to end up being in the Pharaoh's house. But what God did, the mother did just like Hannah did in 1 Samuel. She didn't know what she was going to do. She said, I got to get rid of my son. But she didn't know that God was going to work a miracle. Just like Hannah didn't know that our prayer was going, our prayer dedication was that God, if you give me a male son, I give him to you. Just want to share that with you, in other words. But I wanted to just, to, I'm going to stop right here because, you know, there's so much meat in the book of Exodus. So when we talk about Moses, and like I said, about the ark, the first ark we know that Noah, now we see the ark of Moses. But now we're going to find out later on that Moses is going to build an ark of covenant for the Lord. And I want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. I love you. God loves you. And if you have any prayer requests, please send them in so that we can stand in agreement and watch the glory of God move in your circumstances. I want you to trust God. I want you to believe God. Like I said, it started out great. Now forget, this was series number one and more to come on the life of Moses. Let's close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you, Father, for this. And I thank you, Father, for this, this, this podcast. I thank you, Father, for the word that you gave me. This word is a message that's going on. I pray, Father, that it would reach people and touch their hearts and let them know that if you started out great, you have not forgotten. Because it seemed like that Moses was forgotten in all this. But I thank you, God. I love you. Uh, I pray, Father, for the people standing in need, that you would bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you, I really enjoyed talking to you. I really enjoyed sharing with the Lord Lord's placed in my heart today. I hope that it touches your heart. I hope that it just encourages you just to believe that God has a purpose and a plan for you. And I want to say that I love you. I want to say thanks for listening to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny Hampton. I love you, and have a blessed day.